Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same menu on the homepage, there is a link to, dis- to subscribe to an excellent daily email. It's also sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 13, From Perception to Knowledge, with Section 5, The Guarantee of Heaven. And at the top of the hour, we'll... Pause for remembrance of our lesson one in the series of Review 4. With the central idea, my mind holds only what I think with God. And today we'll review that. My mind holds only what I think with God. And lessons 137 and 138. Let me ask you, Lori, do you have a poetic opening for the call this morning? I do, Lemoyne, and I really love this poem. Uh, It's a poem from Mary Oliver, and it goes like this. My work is loving the world. Here are the sunflowers, there are the hummingbird equal, seekers of sweetness. Here are the quickening yeast, there are the blue plums. Here are the clam deep in the speckled sand. Are my boots old? Is my coat worn? Am I no longer young and still not half perfect? Let me keep my mind on what matters, which is my work, which is mostly standing still and learning to be astonished. The Phoebe, the Delphinium, the sheep in the pasture, and the pasture, which is mostly rejoicing, since all the ingredients are here, which is gratitude, to be given a mind and a heart and these body clothes, a mouth which would, with which to give shouts of joy to the moth and the wren, to the sleepy dug-up clam, telling them all, over and over how it is that we live forever. My work is loving. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lori. Amen. Thank you, Lori. That was just so lovely.
You're welcome. I love that poem. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you, Lori. Amen. Okay. All right, I'm going to go through the list of who's here today. I have with us in reading, I have Fran, Lori, Harrison, Lana, Donna, and Jessica. And uh, with us in listening, I have Judy. Is there anyone else who's joined us who would either like to say good morning or join the reading list? Good morning. Patricia here, listening. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Good morning. It's Sandra. I can read. Great. Thanks, Sandra. Okay, I'll get us started then with uh, chapter 13, section 5, chapter 13, from, from, from perception to knowledge, section 5, the guarantee of heaven. When we are all united in heaven, You will value nothing that you value here. For nothing that you value here, you value wholly. And so you do not value it at all. Value is where God placed it, and the value of what God esteems cannot be judged, for it has been established. It is wholly of value. It can merely be appreciated or not. To value it partially is to not, excuse me, to value it partially is not to know its value. In heaven is everything God valued and nothing else. Heaven is perfectly unambiguous. Everything is clear and bright and calls forth one response. There is no darkness and there is no contrast. There is no variation. There is no interruption. There is a sense of sense of peace so deep that no dream in this world has ever brought even a dim imagining of what it is. Um, Lori. Uh, Chapter 13, From Perception to Knowledge, Section 5, The Guarantee of Heaven. When we are all united in heaven, you will value nothing that you value here. For nothing that you value here, you value wholly, and so you do not value at all. Value is where God placed it, and the value of what God esteems cannot be judged, for it has been established. It is wholly of value. It can merely be appreciated or not. 
to value it partially is not to know its value. In heaven is everything God valued and nothing else. Heaven is perfectly unambiguous. Everything is clear and bright and calls forth one response. There is no darkness and there is no contrast. There is no variation. There is no interruption. There is a sense of peace so deep that no dream in this world has ever brought even a dim imagining of what it is. 38. Nothing in this world can give this peace, for nothing in this world is wholly shared. Perfect perception can merely show you what is capable of being wholly shared. It can also show you the results of sharing while you still remember the results of not sharing. The Holy Spirit points quietly to the contrast, knowing, knowing that you will finally let him judge the difference for you, allowing him to demonstrate which must be true. He has perfect faith in your final judgment because he knows that he will make it for you. To doubt this would be to doubt that his mission will be fulfilled. How is this possible when his mission is of God? And thank you, Lori and Fran. 38. Nothing in this world can give this peace for nothing in this world is wholly shared. Perfect perception can merely show you what is capable of being wholly shared. It can also show you the results of sharing while you still remember the results of not sharing. The Holy Spirit points quietly to the contrast, knowing that you will finally let him judge the difference for you, allowing him to demonstrate which must be true. He has perfect faith in your final judgment because he knows that he will make it for you. To doubt this would be to doubt that his mission will be fulfilled. How is this possible when his mission is of God? 39. You, whose minds are darkened by doubt and guilt, remember this. God gave the Holy Spirit to you and gave him the mission to remove all doubt and every trace of guilt that his dear son has laid upon himself. It is impossible that this mission fail. Nothing can prevent what God would have accomplished from accomplishment. Whatever your reactions to the Holy Spirit's voice may be, whatever voice you choose to listen to, whatever strange thoughts may occur to you, God's will is done. You will find the peace in which he has established you because he does not change his mind. He is invariable as the peace in which you dwell and of which the Holy Spirit reminds you. Thank you, Brian and Harrison. Thirty-nine. You whose minds are darkened by doubt and guilt, remember this. God gave the Holy Spirit to you and gave him the mission to remove all doubt and every trace of guilt 
that his dear son has laid upon himself. It is impossible that the mission fail. Nothing can prevent what God would have accomplished from accomplishment. Whatever your reaction to the Holy Spirit's voice may be, whatever voice you choose to listen to, whatever strange thoughts may occur to you, God's will is done. You will find the peace in which he has established you because he does not change his mind. He is invariable as the peace in which you dwell and of which the Holy Spirit reminds you. For you will not remember change and shift in heaven. You have need of contrast only here. Contrast and differences are necessary teaching aids, for by them you learn what to avoid and what to seek. When you have learned this, you will find the answer that makes the need for any differences disappear. Truth comes of its own will unto its own. When you have learned that you belong to truth, it will flow lightly over you without a difference of any kind. For you will need no contrast of you realize that this is what you want and only this. Fear not the Holy Spirit will fail in what your Father has given him to do. The will of God can fail in nothing. I thank you, Harrison and Lana. Okay, 40. You will not remember change and shift in heaven. You have need of contrast only here. Contrast and differences are necessary teaching aids, for by them you learn what to avoid and what to seek. When you have learned this, you will find the answer that makes the need for any differences disappear. Truth comes of its own, of its own will unto its own. 
When you have learned that you belong to truth, it will flow lightly over you without a difference of any kind. For you will need no contrast to help you realize that this is what you want and only this. Fear not the Holy Spirit will fail in what your Father has given him to do. The will of God can fail in nothing. 41. Have faith in only this one thing and it will be sufficient. God wills you be in heaven and nothing can keep you from it or it from you. Your wildest misperceptions, your weird imaginings, your blackest nightmares all mean nothing. They will not prevail against the peace God wills for you. The Holy Spirit will restore your sanity because insanity is not the will of God. If that suffices him, it is enough for you. You will not keep what God would have... I'm sorry. You will not keep what God would have removed because it breaks communication with you with whom he would communicate his voice will be heard thank you Lana and Donna 41 have faith only in this one thing and it will be sufficient God wills you be in heaven and nothing can keep you from it or it from you. Your wildest misperceptions, your weird imaginings, your blackest nightmares all mean nothing. They will not prevail against the peace of of God's will for you. The Holy Spirit will restore your sanity because insanity is not the will of God. If that suffices him, it is enough for you. You will not keep what God would have removed because it breaks communication with you with whom he would communicate. His voice will be heard. 42. The communication link which God himself placed within you Joining your minds with his cannot be broken. You may believe you want it broken. And this belief does interfere with the deep peace in which that sweet and constant communication which God would share with you is known. Yet his channels of reaching out cannot be wholly closed and separated from him. Peace will be yours because his peace still flows to you from him whose will is peace. You have it now. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to use it and by projecting it to learn that it is in you. Thank you, Donna. 
And Jessica. <clears throat> Thanks. 42. The, commu- the communication which God himself placed within you, joining your minds with his, cannot be broken. You may believe you want it broken, and this belief does interfere with the deep peace in which the sweet and constant communication which God would share with you is known. Yet his channels of reaching out cannot be wholly closed and separated from him. Peace will be yours because his peace still flows to you from him whose will is peace. You have it now. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to use it and by projecting it to learn that it is in you. 43. God willed you heaven and will always will you nothing else. The Holy Spirit knows only of his will. There is no chance that heaven will not be yours, for God is sure, and what he wills is as sure as he is. You will learn salvation because you will learn how to save. It will not be possible to exempt yourself from what the Holy Spirit wills to teach you. Salvation is as sure as God. His certainty suffices. Learn that even the darkest nightmare that disturbs the mind of God's sleeping son holds no power over him. He will learn the lesson of awakening, of awaking. God watches over him and light surrounds him. Well, thank you, Jessica. And Sandra? 43. God will do heaven and will always will you nothing else. The Holy Spirit knows only of his will. There is no chance that heaven will not be yours, for God is sure, and what he wills is as sure as he is. You will learn salvation because you will learn how to save. It will not be possible to exempt yourself from what the Holy Spirit wills to teach you. Salvation is as sure as God. His certainty suffices. Learn that even the darkest nightmare that disturbed the mind of God's sleeping son holds no power over him. He will learn the lesson of awakening. God watches over him and light surrounds him. 44. Can God's son lose himself in dreams when God has placed within him the glad call to waken and be glad? He cannot separate himself from what is in him. His sleep will not withstand the call to wake. The mission of redemption will be fulfilled as surely as the creation will remain unchanged throughout eternity. You do not have to know that heaven is yours to make it so. It is so. Yet the will of God must be accepted as your will to know it. 
Thank you, Sandra. And is there a new reader for 44 and 45? I'm ready. Thank you, Lemoyne. Can God's son lose himself in dreams when God has placed within him the glad call to waken and be glad? He cannot separate himself from what is in him. His sleep will not withstand the call to wake. The mission of redemption will be fulfilled as surely as the creation will remain unchanged throughout eternity. You do not have to know that heaven is yours to make it so. It is so. Yet the will of God must be accepted as your will to know it. The will of God must be accepted as your will to know it, to know that heaven is yours. The Holy Spirit cannot fail to undo for you everything that you have learned that teaches you what is not true must be reconciled with truth. This is the reconciliation which the ego would substitute for your reconciliation unto sanity and unto peace. The Holy Spirit has a very different kind of reconciliation in his mind for you and one which he will effect as surely as the ego will not affect what it attempts. I want to keep reading here. <laughs> thank Failure. you, Judy. Am I done? Okay, thank you, Lemoy. <laughs> um, well, I, is there another new reader who would like to read 45 and 46? Another new reader for 45 and 6. Uh, okay, back to you, Lori. The Holy Spirit cannot fail to undo for you. Everything you have learned that teaches you what is not true must be reconciled with truth. This is the reconciliation which the ego would substitute for your rec reconciliation unto sanity and unto peace. The Holy Spirit has a very different kind of reconciliation in his mind for you, and one which he will affect as surely as the ego will not affect what it attempts. 46. Failures of the ego, not of God. From him you cannot wander. And there is no possibility that the plan the Holy Spirit offers to everyone for the salvation of everyone will not be perfectly accomplished. You will be released. And you will not remember anything you made that was not created for you and by you. In return, 
For how can you remember what was never true or not remember what was all, what has always been? It is this reconciliation with truth and only truth in which the peace of heaven lies. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lori. And Fran. 46. Failure is of the ego, not of God. From him you cannot wander. And there is no possibility that the plan the Holy Spirit offers to everyone for the salvation of everyone will not be perfectly accomplished. You will be released. And you will not remember anything you made that was not created for you and by you in return. For how can you remember what was never true or not remember what has always been? It is this reconciliation with truth and only truth in which the peace of heaven lies. Amen. Amen. And yeah, this section, I I don't know, Laurie, maybe you're a better judge of time. I think it'll take us past the top of the hour. But I would like to just read it again, one paragraph at a time. How oh, you gosh, yes. Feel about, <laughs> feel about it that. It just flows. Yeah, and uh, it is seemingly a little holographic there. Okay, what I'm going to do that's a little bit different, if I can do this, is uh, ever have everyone read one paragraph, but I'm going to reverse the order so you get a different paragraph this time, except maybe in the middle. <laughs> okay. Um, so that means um, we start with you, Judy. Could you read the title in 37? Love it, Lemoyne. Shake me up. Make me pay attention. Chapter 13, From Perception to Knowledge. Five, The Guarantee of Heaven. When we are all united in heaven, you will value nothing that you value here. For nothing that you value here, you value wholly. And so you do not value it at all. Value is where God placed it. And the value of what God esteems cannot be judged, for it has been established. It is wholly a value. It can merely be appreciated or not. To value it partially is not to know its value. In heaven is everything God valued and nothing else. Heaven is perfectly unambiguous. Everything is clear and bright and calls forth one response. There is no darkness and there is no contrast. There is no variation. There is no interruption. There is a sense of peace so deep that no dream in this world has ever brought even a dim imagining of what it is. 
Thank you, Judy and Jessica. Thank you for God, Sandra. <laughs> you expect me to, to know how to do it. everything backwards? <laughs> okay. Um, 38. Nothing in this world can give this peace, for nothing in this world is wholly shared. Perfect perception can merely show you what is capable of being wholly shared. It can also show you the results of sharing while you still remember the results of not sharing. The Holy Spirit points quietly to the contract, knowing that you will finally let him judge the difference for you, allowing him to demonstrate which must be true. He has perfect faith in your final judgment because he knows that he will make it for you. No doubt, to, um, to doubt this would be to doubt that his mission will be fulfilled. How is this possible when his mission is of God? Thank you, Jessica. And you're correct, Sandra. I forgot, more like I forgot how to count. Um, but would you go next, Sandra? Sure. You whose minds are darkened by doubt and guilt, remember this. God gave the Holy Spirit to you and gave him the mission to remove all doubt and every trace of guilt that his dear son has laid upon himself. It is impossible that this mission fail. Nothing can prevent what God would have accomplished from accomplishment. Whatever your reactions to the Holy Spirit's voice may be, whatever voice you choose to listen to, whatever strange thoughts may occur to you, God's will is done. You will find the peace in which he has established you because he does not change his mind. He is in, invariably as he is invariable, invariable as the peace in which you dwell, and of which the Holy Spirit reminds you. Thank you, Sandra, and Donna. Forty. You will not remember change and shift in heaven. You have need of contrast only here. Contrast differs, differences are necessary teaching age, aids. For by them you learn what to avoid and what to seek. When you have learned this, you will find the answer that makes the need for any difference disappear. Truth comes of its own will unto its own. When you have learned that you belong to truth, it will flow lightly over you without a difference of any kind. For you will need no contrast to help you realize that this is what you want and only this. Fear not, the Holy Spirit will fail in what your Father has given him to do. The will of God cannot fail in nothing. Um, 
Thank you, Donna and Lana. Uh, 41. Have faith in only this one thing, and it will be sufficient. God wills you be in heaven, and nothing can keep you from it and it from you. Your wildest mis- your wildest misperceptions, your weird imaginings, your blackest nightmares, all mean nothing. They will not prevail against the peace God wills for you. The Holy Spirit will restore your sanity because insanity is not the will of God. If that suffices him, it is enough for you. You will not keep what God would have removed because it breaks communication with you, with whom he would communicate. His voice will be heard. Thank you, Lana and Harrison. Forty-two. The communication link which God himself placed within you, joining your mind with his, cannot be broken. You may believe you want it broken, and this belief does interfere with the deep peace in which the sweet and constant communication, <coughs> excuse me, which God would share with you is known. Yet his titles of reaching out cannot be wholly closed, thank you God, and separated from him. Peace will be yours. Because his peace still flows to you from him whose will is peace. You have it now. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to use it and by projecting it to learn that it is in you. Thank you, Harrison and Fran. 43. God willed you heaven and will always will you nothing else. The Holy Spirit knows only of his will. There is no chance that heaven will not be yours, for God is sure. And what he wills is as sure as he is. You will learn salvation because you will learn how to save. It will not be possible to exempt yourself from what the Holy Spirit wills to teach you. Salvation is as sure as God. His certainty suffices. Learn that even the darkest nightmare that disturbed the mind of God's sleeping son holds no power over him. He will learn the lesson of awaking. God watches over him and light surrounds him. Uh, Thank you, friend. And Lori. 
in God's Son, lose himself in dreams, God is placed within him the glad call to waken and be glad. He cannot separate himself from what is in him. His sleep will not withstand the call to wake. The mission of redemption will be fulfilled and certainly his creation will remain unchanged throughout eternity. You do not have to know that heaven is yours to make it so. It is so. Yet the will of God must be accepted as your will to know it. Thank you, Lori. And is there a new reader for paragraph 45? New reader for 45? Okay. Um, is there a volunteer for 45? I'll read it. The Holy okay, Spirit, go ahead. The Holy Spirit cannot fail to undo for you everything you learn that teaches you what is not true must be reconciled with truth. This is the reconciliation which the ego would substitute for your reconciliation unto sanity and unto peace. The Holy Spirit has a very different kind of reconciliation in his mind for you and one which he will affect as surely as ego will not affect what it attempts. Thank you, Harrison. And anyone like to read 46? I'll read it. Please go ahead. 46. Failure is of the ego, not of God. From him you cannot wonder. And there is no possibility that the plan the Holy Spirit offers to everyone for the salvation of everyone will not be perfectly accomplished. You will be released, and you will not remember anything you made that was not created for you and by you in return. For how can you remember what was never true, or not remember, what has always been. It is this reconciliation with truth, and only truth, in which the peace of heaven lies. Thank you, friend. And, uh, hmm. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I'm going to read it again. 46. Failure is of the ego, not of God. From him you cannot wander, and there is no possibility that the plan the Holy Spirit offers to everyone 
for the salvation of everyone will not be perfectly accomplished. You will be released and you will not remember anything you made that was not created for you and by you in return. For how can you remember what was never true or not remember what has always been? It is this reconciliation with truth and only truth in which the peace of heaven lies. And thank you, thank you all. Thank you, you who read and you who are listening. And uh, I turn to you, friend, now for remembrance of our lesson for the day, lesson 149. Okay, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook, and we're on the fourth review. And today we're on lesson 149. My mind holds only what I think with God. When I am healed, I am not healed alone. Heaven is a decision I must make. So I'll just read the last two paragraphs from the introduction to the review, and then we'll do our five-minute practice on the lesson. Each hour of the day, bring to your mind the thought with which the day began and spend a quiet moment with it. Then repeat the two ideas you practice for the day unhurriedly with time enough to see the gifts which they contain for you and let them be received where they were meant to be. We add no other thoughts, but let them be the messages they are. We need no more than this to give us happiness and rest and endless quiet, perfect certainty, and all our Father wills that we receive as the inheritance we have of him. Each day of practicing, as we review, we close as we begin, repeating first the thought that made the day a special time of blessing and of happiness for us, and through our faithfulness restored the world from darkness to the light, from grief to joy, from pain to peace, from sin to holiness. God offers thanks to you who practice thus the keeping of his word. And as you give your mind to the ideas for the day, again before you sleep, his gratitude surrounds you in the peace wherein he wills you be forever and are learning now to claim again in your inheritance. And we'll go to the lesson now and do a five-minute practice. Lesson 149. My mind holds only what I think with God. When I am alone, excuse me, when I am healed, I am not healed alone. Heaven is the decision I must make.
Lesson 149. My mind holds only what I think with God. When I am healed, I am not healed alone. Heaven is the decision I must make. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys. This is Harrison. More I think about it, the more I realize how simple this course uh, all it asks is for me to change my mind. You know, doesn't cost a fortune. Doesn't mean I have to engage in all kinds of bodily or that I need do anything. Only that is me to change my mind. And it's not even to change my mind about anybody else, anybody outside of it's all about my change of mind. This section is so powerful what we've read. And of course, the lessons always are. Can God's son lose himself in dreams when God has placed within him the glad call to wake him and be glad? He, God, cannot separate himself from what is in him. I'm sorry. He is referring to God's Son. Cannot separate himself from what is in him. Any problem that I perceive is within me. That's the only place it is. If there's a person that seems to be misbehaving, it is always within me to realize that it is only my perception of that person. 
that is misbehaving. It's my perception. And if I want to see that person differently, I have to change my own perception and see him or her as God created them. And to see myself as God created me, it absolves everyone, including myself, of any judgment that I am or anyone else is not as God created them. We all are. And we all shall forever be, regardless of what seems to be our behavior in as bodies, in a dream. It's all a dream. And the only person I need change. The only mind that needs to be changed is my own mind. Can God's son lose himself in dreams when God has placed within him the glad call to waken and be glad? He cannot separate himself from what is in him. His sleep will not withstand the call to wake. It has to happen. It will happen. I will awaken. You will awaken. And my part is to see myself as awake. Your part is to see yourself as awake. My part is to see you as awake. In God, realizing who we are. It's really that simple. I'm complete. That's beautiful, yeah, Harrison. That great. Yeah. So simple. Good Thank point, you. Harrison. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Good morning, fellow heaven travelers. This is Steve, and I am reminded of that we share this place inside of us right now as I relax, as we relax. We can feel that part which is untainted, that is everywhere, that is peace. There is a place inside, not in my head, but in my heart that is eternal, that is right now, 
that is peace, that is within every atom, and it's not even material. This non-material, non-physical place of peace that is in my heart that is always calling me, the ocean, not the particular wave I call Steve, which is here now, and I'm able to know this infinite place of peace which is always calling me and loving me and healing me right now. This access is as easy as breathing. I'm complete. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. This is Donna. And uh, it's really simple. As um, Harrison mentioned, to change from nothing to everything. And from the um, lesson 137, I made commitments. I will know there's only health. And 138, to return to awareness of God's will is my free choice. This is my true will. I choose heaven. And I would just, the first paragraph, 37, we read today. At the end of that paragraph being read, a sigh came out of me, and behind it was, I, I'm trying to put it into words, but what, like a fresh relief. And then I had a sense of, liftedness, uh, which set me up to blow me away. And the other magnificent thing was paragraphs 42, 43, and 44, just beautiful. I am blessed, grateful, and complete. Lift me up and blow me away. That was beautiful, Donna. Thank you. Oh, I love that, Donna. Thank you. Me too, Donna. Thank you. Good morning. It's Lana. Um, gosh, another, I say this all the time, but another, <laughs> another beautiful reading and lesson that go together so well. Um, what struck me um, is... Um, how Jesus just uh, gets right to the heart of the matter, you know, and and um, the ego, that imagined ego God system, seeks to um, distract us uh, through confusion and con- all different all different tricks up its sleeve. But the one thing that I really hold close to my heart, and and that is uh, that there truly is only one power. You know, and there's only one power, and that is God. And 
the only time I can stumble into fear is when I believe there is a power in competition with God or fighting with God. And so this reading today about heaven is um, is so beautiful because that's all there is. There's, it reminds me there's only heaven. It's impossible for any other state of mind to exist. I'm always in a state of mind that is heaven. And the only thing that will trip me up is when I believe in a power other than that. And and the other kind of almost comical thing about truth is that um, the only thing to do to keep my mind in truth and not in the ego mentality is to remember that I need to do nothing. <laughs> the only thing that can trip me up is when I try to do something because I'm in, in a crazy way that's telling me I have to defend the truth, I have to believe in the truth, I have to do all these sorts of things to acquire a knowledge or to acquire or accomplish this or to accomplish that or, you know, and, and Holy Spirit and Jesus tell me all the time, you just have to stay out of the way, Lana. Just let truth be true. Just let heaven be heaven. Because as long as I'm not blocking it off with my opinions and my interpretations and my faulty perceptions, truth will arise in my mind because it never leaves me. It never changes. It's always there. And um, and when I try to turn it into something that it's not and and I think um we all tend to do that we have a um it's just one of the pitfalls of of a belief in a non-existent thought system we create mental images of I know I sure can do it very well very accomplished at creating um mental images and defining truth to be something which turns out not to be it at all, you know. I have to, you know, I'll look at my behavior or my mental state and I'll, you know, and I'll think, oh, it must look like this in order for it to be true or it must look like that in order for it to be false. And the truth of the matter is, I don't know what anything means. Um, And so by doing nothing... I let truth be true. I let heaven be heaven. I let what is be what is. And um, it is, I want to say, miraculous, but it has kind of a magical twist to it, too, in that, um, you know, it's like having Aladdin's lamp. (laughs) You know, it's, it's like God already knows everything I could ever need or want. God already is on my has my back. He's he's on top of everything, and so I don't have to even think about it. I just have to be present with it, and not interfere, and not exchange my um, beliefs and my opinions and my interpretations, and try to create a mental 
image or an experience that demonstrates the truth. I need to do nothing. I just have to allow God to be God and truth to be true. And when I trip and fall into the ditch, there's Holy Spirit to pull me out of it and um, heal my perception so I can return to the awareness of heaven because that's all that I ever lose. Heaven doesn't go anywhere, I, but I can lose my awareness of it if I make it into something that it's not or something that I think it should look like. And um, so anyhow, that's uh, what really touched me today in, in the reading and, and in the lesson as well. So thank you for listening. I'm complete. This beautiful that was Anna. great. That was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Woo wee. Thank yeah, you. Thank you I got my hand raised. Is anybody in line with me to share? Hi. It's Jude. Good morning. Happiness is heaven. Peace is heaven. Joy is heaven. Changeless changeless and eternally true, uh, all aspects of the one stateless state of mind of God. <laughs> we can't use words to describe this, but we can know it. We can't know it with our mind. We know know it like Lana said, that we be it. We have to be it by allowing it to be, to be one with it, to join with everything in it. Um this, this heaven is my home, you know, that the eternal communication link that God has through the Holy Spirit, and these are all just more words, but it gives us an idea how to wholly encompass, holy with an H and holy with a W, wholly encompass what is greater than the sum of its parts because it's in between everything as everything, as one, that oneness, that wholeness, that completion of which we are a part. And I love this. This is one of my favorite mantras that what is one and the same cannot have differences nor, nor parts. And that's, that's the knowledge, knowing I am the kingdom of God, and it, there's no me in it because it's simply oneness itself there is no other than in oneness it's only one not two and it's my home ground it's that from which that which is prior to judy waking up in the morning judy appearing on the screen playing this this fantastic body and mind and <laughs> spirit embodied along with all the other embodiments of Christ it's the one mindedness of God expressing itself in, in the manifested universe that we are the light behind the eyes which sees everything as itself and knowing that's my home ground I'm at home in the mind of God in the home of that peace from which all comes 
and all returns. And I have faith in this one thing, that God wills me to be happy and peaceful and, and in heaven. And nothing can keep me from it or take it from me. That Nothing can disturb this peace. Nothing can touch it. Nothing can hurt it. Neither, nothing can alter it or distort it or add anything to it or take anything from it. It's changeless. I'm as changeless as God. And I can know God, my Father, my Creator, as well as myself, as everything is myself. And everything is within my holy mind. The universe is my mirror, the mirror of the light that I reflect upon it. I see myself in everything as myself. That's looking through God's eyes. Judy's body's eyes alone cannot perceive it, for all perception is partial and in part. And through, an, through a partial point of view or a partial point of perspective, and they're two wholly irreconcilable views of a self and a world, a, a, a self that's separate and everything is other than, or a self that's all-inclusive, rejecting nothing and accepting everything in love and peace and in joy or in sadness. I don't know. Still working on that, um, seeing what's not true and still believing it's real. It's still something that eludes me that I, I can look upon a world and it can make the heart of, a perfect love sad. God calls it sleep. I, uh, the line in the text that really jumped out at me today was that um, my salvation is as sure as God. God's certainty suffices. God suffices. Um, my trust and faith and, 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 and knowing God loves me, it suffices me. Learn that even my darkest nightmares that I'm perceiving in this world that disturb the mind of God's sleeping son holds no power over me. And I will learn the lesson of awakening. God watches over me and light surrounds me. That I'm still sleeping because I'm still seeing things as catastrophes and, and disturbances and um, nightmares. He says, I shouldn't even be seeing this. This is so not real. So I'm still here. I'm still um, practicing releasing and giving freedom from the dream, withholding judgment, and bestowing mercy and love on what my body's eyes wants to tell me is real, what my body wants to feel and sensorially return to my mind as, as being a real experience, that this is not real. Sensorial experience is a, a form uh, uh, in, part, in part of a, a reality that the ego interprets itself as real. And that's, you know, the, really getting to the root of it looking at the sensorial experience and saying, I'm not a body. I can accept that intellectually, but 
saying that this vibrating experience is, you know, going to disappear, that my body isn't necessary, that there's something so much higher and so much more pure and perfect that I haven't even dimly imagined it. So I'm hanging on, hanging on, waking up and going to sleep and <laughs> enjoy it. Happy, joyous freedom. I'm claiming, claiming the truth because the truth can only be recognized, accepted, and then known, and then I can be it. I can't, like Lana said, learn it or achieve it or become it. I have to accept it. It's the truth. The same way I accepted it, I, I, I didn't, well, I've accepted a lot of things that I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Anyways, this is this is great stuff. Nothing like um, heaven is a decision. Who can decide against it? What is one? There's nothing in between to choose or decide between. Um, that's awful. I've talked enough. Um, may you have a joyful and, and happy and free day today. I'm complete. That's beautiful, Judy. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Okay, Judy. I'll join with you in all of that. Thank you. Oh, um, one thing that's really important for me um, to remember moment to moment, um, holy instant to holy instant, is peace. And the Course talks about this um, being the aim and the goal of this Course, that knowledge in heaven, you know, the chap- name of the chapter from perception to knowledge is that learn- when learning ends, perception will end. But knowledge in and of itself, that oneness, is beyond the aim of this course. But peace is the aim of this course because peace is a condition for knowledge. It's an absolute condition. I have to be at peace to remember God, to know I am God, and want my oneness with God, and to know I am the kingdom of heaven because it is the condition of the kingdom of heaven, that um, when we're all united in heaven, there will be no conflict, there will be no no war, there will be no opposites. That it's all that said in the first the first paragraph of the reading today. It can't be judged. We can only appreciate it, and it's not partial. It's whole, and it's wholeness. Oh, okay. Enough out of Jude. Thank you. I love you. Welcome to Judy. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, what you reminded me of, Judy, this is Harrison. Um is that the only thing that needs to happen 
is I have to let go of the separation. I have to let go of the idea that I'm separate from God and all of his creation. And by remembering that I am as God created me, I'm remembering that I'm separate from nothing, from anything that he created. So my seemingly separate brothers and sisters or things in the world. I'm not separate from because they are extensions of the thoughts in my mind. That's it. I have created them. And when I create from who I truly am, from who I am as God created me, and extend that creation, then all there is to see is that which is an extension of God, which is love. That's all that I'm extending, is love. If I see anything else, I'm not seeing. I'm complete. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Harrison, you really touched on something from me this morning, you know, and this week doing this, my mind holds only what I think with God is really clarified that that the difference and the contrast that he talks about in the text today that my mind is holy and that all it can perceive is the real world is what is loving and what is true and that ideas leave not their source the idea that everything is an idea Everything that we see, that we taste, that we touch, that we feel, that we sense, that we perceive is an idea in the mind. We are the light of the mind that's the projector for the whole universe. And what is true is holy and beautiful, beauty itself, and it's happiness and joyfulness itself, and it's peacefulness, and it, none of it is in conflict. It's all totally. The total reality of it is its oneness, and its and its harmony, and its and its flowing, and its constantly changing in appearances, but nothing is in opposition to it. It's mute. Its mutuality and its unicity is perfectly apparent, apparent in its appearances. But what we see that still looks like the nightmare is the disharmony and is ideas of a source that's not of God and that we should not let disturb our peace that which is the nightmare we should not let disturb our home our heaven 
which is being spiritual purely in the mind of God. That is our reality. It's united. We're perfectly protected there, perfectly safe. And, and that unicity is that state of grace that we can claim that, that is ours, that we're swimming in. That is our re- reality where nothing can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. Ergo, there I go. I'm so excited. Thank you, Lemoyne and Lori and everyone for being here. Harris, I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Hi, everybody. This is Lori. Um, I've loved everything I've heard this morning about this heavenly state of mind. I seem to find that every morning I wake up, I have to remember heaven before I start my day. Um, and refix my mind in its certainty. Maybe there'll come a day when that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, But for now, I'm so glad. Um, Holy Spirit has helped me forget everything I thought I knew and restore me to everything that can truly be known. That seems to be um, 
seems to be over the years a process. But I can say that it's um, it's exponentially increased in its ease as I learned to share from my heart. That's something I'm really, really grateful for. And um, without this group, I don't think I would have learned that. I don't think I would have learned that I'm in relationship with everyone and everything by virtue of what's in my heart and um, the glorious recognition that it shared. God, I'm so grateful. Um, I didn't, boy, I don't know what to say this morning. I, I'm going to say this. He, um, he said early, early on in this work that God and the souls he created remain in surety. Therefore, no, we know that no miscreation exists. Then he said, truth cannot deal with unwilling error because it does not will to be blocked out. In other words, I have been blind uh, to so many things because of defenses. Uh, the same defenses that we're working on in these review lessons. Then he says, I was a man who remembered the soul and its knowledge. And as a man, I did not attempt to counteract error with knowledge, that is to say, fight mistakes and struggle and and resist and, you know, my way, not yours, that sort of thing. Did not attempt to, or even, you know, I mean, Jesus, the man, was a Bible scholar himself, you know. And, and he didn't take what he knew about God and the Bible and say to himself, uh, this isn't how you should be or act or feel. Uh, he didn't take what he knew and use it as a band-aid to correct himself. Rather, he learned to correct error from the bottom up. I demonstrated both the powerlessness of the body and the power of the mind by uniting my will with that of my Creator. I naturally remembered the soul and its own real purpose. And that seems to be what he's talking about in this section. Um, when we get down to paragraph 45, he says, The Holy Spirit will undo for you. I write that in capital letters. Will undo for you all that you learned or taught yourself that makes you think that you must reconcile the not true with the true. I, he's not asking me to say, "Okay, Lori, heaven's a state of mind," and you just slap that on your on your mind like a band-aid and realize that's that's all you can really see and uh, struggle against yourself when that isn't what you see. No, he's not doing like that. I don't need to reconcile the not true with the true. That's the ego's way, to take truth and apply it to illusion. This way, this way, he's saying, the Holy Spirit would have you release illusion to the truth or unlearn, unlearn. And so life then 
um, still becomes a process for me where my mistaken ideas are shown to me uh, through situations, through people, through relationships, um, through experience. My illusions are revealed to me. And every time I, I let them go, I'm back into that state of awareness. There's only mind, you within it, it within you. This holy mind, this state of oneness. And so um, I'm glad. I tell you, I'm glad for life. Because life itself shows me holiness every single time I release a mistaken idea. And over the years, um, I've learned uh, that heaven can be remembered now and here every time I let go of my mistaken ideas. And life, life is that process, that gift, that beautiful gift that God gives me to remember the soul and its knowledge. Because it was never gone. It was only hidden under my own mistaken ideas. And so every time I'm triggered, every time I'm reactive rather than responsive, oh boy, here's another idea I can let go. Here's another one. I'm grateful for life, and I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for truth. I'm complete. I'm grateful for you, too, Lori. Thank you. Yes, thank Thank you, Lori. So grateful for you. Thank you, Lori. Yes, thank you, Lori. This undoing, (laughs) undoing what was never done. (laughs) Irreconcilable beliefs. And I'm glad you brought up that paragraph because I did want to look at it again where it says that the reconciliation would that's the reconciliation what the ego would substitute for our reconciliation unto sanity and peace. That heaven is my home eternally, changelessly, um, purely mind in the, in the mind of God, that his mind is my mind, and my mind is, a, is a, by being a part of his. I have all knowledge. I have that. That's already a given. And, and to accept that and to recognize that, um, all I got to do is be still and be quiet and know it. It's already the given. 
Heaven is a given. It's been God's will for me forever, changelessly. But the ego thinks we have to have to make up for, uh, you know, even this whole undoing. It's the final illusion, forgiveness, forgive ne- what never happened. But that's that's you know the the reality what that we've adopted in being in this world as a body, as bodies. It's the total reality of the ego, the ego's version of reality anyways. So that's a, that's a pretty big chunk of untruth to, um, I guess, give up and not be concerned about reconciling it to the truth. <laughs> I'm hanging out of my peace today. Thank you. I love you. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Thank Judy. You. Hi, it's Lana, and I know we're running out of time, so I'll try to make this brief. <laughs> try. <laughs> I mean, I don't make fail my attempt, but I'll give it a try. Um, what I, I find really um, amazing about Jesus' teaching, teachings um, in A Course in Miracles is that um, <clears throat> he approaches uh, it from a, a generalized point of view, a generalized perspective that's equally applicable to all of us you know truth isn't special you know and and uh, for me that's the slip up you know because the ego is very specific it attacks um my belief that for some reason i'm separate and apart or special from the equality of the son of god so I can, I can catch myself whenever I I bring um, my personal stories and try to reconcile that with the truth. It never works. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trouble this morning with my voice. But you know that's like um, the danger sign. Danger, danger. <laughs> you know, sign it's um I'm trying to reconcile a personal identity with the generalized nature of truth. And um it's it can sting. It can sting because of the specialness I bring to it. And um all for me healing is is to recognize that I'm I'm not special. Um, or at least as God perceives me or sees me, I should say, I'm an equal son of God. Or you could say we're all special in God's sight, you know. Um, And so when I bring my mind and point it back to God, I'm pointing it back to the truth that um, there's no specialness in heaven Everything is shared equally. All truth applies to everyone. There are no special stories that 
can distract me from my true identity as God created me. And, uh, you know, and that's when I, when I bring my mind to, back to this present moment, to this, to this little piece of eternity, this little spark of light that remains in me, I, it's a bright enough light to light that up, that I'm making whatever situation is causing me pain, I'm making it real in my experience because I believe that that for some reason that I, the laws of God don't apply to me, that I'm unworthy of them, that, um, you know, there's uh, like a hiccup in the matrix of truth and, and uh, everyone else is an equal son of God. But this story makes me special, so it doesn't apply to me. And this is the ego's game plan. He wants us to, it wants us to stay locked in our stories, which are really just the effects of our misperceptions. You know, once we buy into the drama, you know, um, we're dwelling in effects which are not the cause. So God's remedy is just gently teaching me to return to God, to point my mind back to God and see my perfection as I was created, even regardless of what it may look like now, I always remain as God created me. And I'm entitled to all the gifts of the kingdom. And so is everyone else. You know, it's, it's, um, we're all equal and, and there's nothing outside of that. You know, it's, it's the infinite reality where we dwell at all times, you know. So, um, there can't be any other part of it. There is no other. There, and I'm not, uh, by saying that, I'm not denying my humanity. I'm just saying that I'm so much more than that, that God doesn't create limited beings. He creates whole and complete. Um, create, his creations are whole and complete. And I shouldn't be satisfied with any type of limitation. Um, my beliefs may try to convince me are real or true. I'm always the son of God, the daughter of God, the child of God, however you want to describe it. I'm a creation of God. And that makes me perfect. It's not about what I do or what I don't do. It's about who I am and what I am that makes me perfect. And so, anyhow, that's it. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Yeah, that was beautiful, Anna. Thank you, Anna.
Lana, your share reminded me of um, my favorite definition of home or heaven. And that's where I dwell on the recognition that everything is part of me. And um, and I, I'm so, so grateful for those holy instants where uh, that realization is brought back to me in breathtaking um, experiences. He says, even those most holy episodes are not enough until they're shared. Um, and the best way to share them is through your attitudes toward other souls. That's why um, that first holy instant all those years ago when I came back, there was a voice in me that said, I am home. And I was so flippin' happy and, and, and released. I, I just, it was un understandable to me. But for all the years since, I've been um, reconciling what I think I see with what really is home and to finally arrive at that uh, recognition that everything is truly part of me is really swell but it's um, it's not yet an escape from the desert until I recognize uh, and relive that experience in conjunction with another soul, all souls, every soul. And that's the gift of life um, because every soul I meet as a soul reminds me of home and um, and and releases me from that terrible longing that I have to be somewhere else in order to experience God, and that's um, that's the release and relief of life to me today. So thank you for that, Lana. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Lori. Thank you so much. And Laurie, I think um, for me that's why it's so important, you know, after forgiveness, sharing the love of God is the most important thing I do um, while I still show up <laughs> in form, um, you know, because <clears throat> it makes the truth true to me, you know, because I can see the effects of giving and receiving being one. You know, as, I, as I've shared here so many times, whenever I'm sharing the love of God, either through writing or speaking or however, um, I feel that same love that I'm sharing rise up within me. And um, 
I remember that I am love through the sharing of it because I can't share something I don't possess. So it makes, it gives it, um, it you know, it proves itself to be true. You know, a lot of these spiritual concepts can remain abstract until we have an experience of their truth and sharing the love of God in whatever way I'm guided to do that is one of those spiritual concepts that's so easy to prove it's true um, just in the doing of it where we see that um, giving and receiving there's no gap there in between there's no and ifs or buts it's just one whole um, one whole action whole and complete action so thank you I'm complete Oh, thank you, my dear. That was beautiful. Well, thank you both. I'm going to do this thing, which is might appear out of order, but to summarize the section, pretty much just reading sentences that contain the word peace. So, the guarantee of heaven. When we are all united in heaven, you will value nothing that you value here. Heaven is perfectly unambiguous. Everything is clear and bright and calls forth one response. There is no darkness and there is no contrast. There is a sense of peace so deep that no dream in this world has ever brought even a dim imagining of what it is. Nothing in this world can give this peace for nothing in this world is wholly shared. Whatever your reactions to the Holy Spirit's voice may be, whatever voice you choose to listen to, whatever strange thoughts may occur to you, God's will is done. You will find the peace in which he has established you because he does not change his mind. He is invariable as the peace in which you dwell and of which the Holy Spirit reminds you. Truth comes of its own will unto its own. When you have learned that you belong to truth, it will flow lightly over you without a difference of any kind. Your wildest misperceptions, your weird imaginings, your blackest nightmares all mean nothing. They will not prevail against the peace God wills for you. 
the communication link which God himself placed within you, joining your minds with his, cannot be broken. You may believe you want it broken, or you should be broken, mad, and this belief does interfere with the deep peace in which the sweet and constant communication which God would share with you is known. Yet his channels of reaching out cannot be wholly closed and separated from him. Peace will be yours because his peace still flows to you from him whose will is peace. You have it now. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to use it and by projecting it to learn that it is in you. Salvation is as sure as God. His certainty suffices. Learn that even the darkest nightmare that disturbed the minds of God's sleeping son holds no power over him. He, or you, or we, will learn the lesson of awaking. God watches over us and light surrounds us. The mission of redemption will be fulfilled as surely as the creation will remain unchanged to eternity. You do not have to know that heaven is yours to make it so. It is so. Yet the will of God must be accepted as your will to know it. The Holy Spirit cannot fail to undo for you everything you have learned that teaches you that what is not true must be reconciled with truth. This is the reconciliation which the ego would substitute for your reconciliation unto sanity and reconciliation unto peace. How can you remember what was never true or not remember what has always been? It is this reconciliation with truth and only truth in which the peace of heaven lies. Uh, there's a summary. <laughs> I ask you, Lori, do you have that a That was clear? perfect. Oh, no, that was just perfect for the day, Lemoyne. Just perfect. Oh, I loved hearing all that. Just perfect. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Lemoyne. That was perfect. Really enjoyed that, hearing that again. That was mm-hmm. beautiful, Lemoyne. Well, thank you all. Thank you, Judy, for inviting uh, me to what uh, uh what the uh, the signifier here of the guarantee that makes it what we want and the purpose of the course. And so Laurie, do you have a poetic offering to close the call? Or the recording for the call? Uh boy, you know what? Um I I don't have anything in particular, Lemoyne. Um, okay. Well, 
I didn't mean to put you on the spot. That's okay. You know, I do. I do. I've been saving this because it, Lannister reminded me so much of it. Um, it's from chapter 12 where he says, you will see all that you denied in your brothers because you denied it in yourself for you will love them and by drawing nigh unto them you will draw them to yourself perceiving them as witnesses to your reality which you share with God I am with them as I am with you and we will draw them from their private worlds for as we are united so we would unite with them the Father welcomes all of us in gladness and gladness is what we should offer him for every son of God is given you to whom God gave himself and it is God to whom you must offer them to recognize his gift to you um, thank you for asking I, I really find that very precious today as an outcome of our sharing <laughs> Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, thank you, Lori. I often find it helpful to return to what we've just been through and help that sink in, settle in. So, Thank you again, and thank you all who are here and read or were listening, and uh, everyone who hears the recording in the future. Let's see, and let's carry on with the after call.